0: All right, it is now 12.30, Monday afternoon, and that means it's time for In the Crosshairs with J.D. and Clay. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Doing good. How are we doing today, Jay?
0: Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, I came off the uh, McQuaid weekend with a fourth-place finish in the softball tournament, so not so bad there, nice. huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice show, man. who's drawing your cards for you Saturday? <laughs>
0: exactly, that's what it was. We had uh, somebody really <laughs> kidding, lucky man. that okay. pulled our draw. <laughs> hey,
2: man, as long as you got there, I don't care how you did, you got there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm doing good today. Jay. Yeah, I drew a buck tag, so I'm in a great mood.
0: Oh, well, fantastic yeah, for you. Old. That is awesome. Thank you. Uh, Four topics once again this week, and uh, we're going to start them off now with the uh, Biden administration announcing last Thursday that it was going to start cracking down on the type of hunting equipment that hunters are allowed on federal refuge. Now, uh, Clay, would you like to expand on what equipment now this includes?
1: Well, essentially, one's going to be lead ammunition. And this mm-hmm. isn't the first time this has come about. And, of course, lead uh, weights and fishing tackles. So yeah,
2: yeah, it's not hunting, so just, just,
0: it's not, just not hunting. hunting.
1: Okay. Yep. But that's the main thing here. And, of course, lead's the most cost-effective way to probably get those items as far as bullets go and, and uh, things like that. The big thing is is that it's just another push for the environmental agenda and anti-hunting and anti-fishing, and they're out there. Believe me, guys, anti-fishing are out there, too. They, oh, yeah. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like the idea that we can go harvest animals whatsoever. So, uh, this this is going to be the 2023 2024 deal. This came up here, I got to remember, I think it was about eight, nine years ago, and we were able to basically beat it and get it to, not to happen in the US Fish and Wild Service. But here they are, they're feeling emboldened. Um, they got a Biden administration that backs them, so they're going after it again. And you're essentially not going to be able to use them on eight National Wildlife Refugees in the United States. And of course, that's publicly owned land, or as I like to call it, taxpayer-funded land. It's our land mm-hmm. that US yeah. Fish and Wildlife Service is gonna do. But that's pretty much the gist of it. And I, I don't know if you have something you wanna add, Jamie. Yeah,
2: I would just say, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a fisherman and you think, who cares about hunting, um, I, you know, it's time to get in the game. If you're not in the game, um, they're, they're coming after your stuff too. And, Jay, I don't, I don't know how much shooting you do or know about ammunition, but I, I do reloading and I do tons of shooting. So, on yeah. um, the price of all cops, I mean, if you want to be proficient with your rifle at, at any range, really, I'll just give you a, an example of the different prices I actually looked today. Um, so, like, 100 rounds of just, like, a common, like, coyote round or anything, a 55-grain 100 A V Max For 100 rounds of that, that's a lead core with the copper jacket. That's $25 for 100. And a comparable bullet would be a 55-grain Barnes TTX. That's an all-copper round. For 50 mm-hmm. rounds, that's $37, Jay. Wow. That's a huge difference. You're paying more for half the product. Yeah, so, J.D., what's more, uh, yeah. what's
0: what's the reasoning behind uh, getting rid of the lead? Because we all grew up, you know, with our lead sinkers. You put them on the end of the line. and, mm-hmm. and So what is the deal? Uh, environmentally for- hazard, or what is it?
2: Well, that's what they say, Jay, if you, if you remember, um, it had to be, I want to say about 14, 15 years ago, there was a big thing around Bismarck where this guy who hunted with hawks wanted, was claiming that the lead fragment deer were poisoning. And they did a big study and tested a bunch of people. And I mean, this, these guys who ate deer meat almost every day had slightly elevated Elevated levels of lead in their blood, which they couldn't—they said that it wouldn't even harm you. It was such a slight increase over, them. so yeah. I mean, they're using that. You know, they—they they think lead is so toxic to people that they—they they just want to ban it, Jay, and they'll say anything they can to do it. You can, Jay, I could eat a whole bowl of, of lead bullets, and I, I, I wouldn't die. I'd get <laughs> a gut ache from it, right? The fumes from the lead is what is what gets you. Just like uh, the California, so California banned all lead ammo for all hunting in 2019, right? Because they said it was killing the condors and the golden eagles and bald eagles. Well, in 2020, Jay, they had a record die off of California condors. So I'm like, um, okay, common sense will tell you right there. You went less and more died. And so, I mean, people use that and they believe it. You know, there's probably some things I believe that aren't true. but, But, I mean, the science doesn't back these guys up. They didn't do it on peer review. And senator danes from montana another guy got senate bill 1185 which which is what they said they wanted to they don't want to ban it but if you want to try it let's have a big hearing um go in in conjunction with state agencies and just do, do this peer review with other people and prove and prove that this is actually killing stuff yeah not only Clear.
1: guys uh i don't know if you've looked at any water results uh every city municipality anybody has a municipality i think it's over I want to say it's over 100 people, but I can't remember off, off the top of my head. It has to do water testing. Have you ever looked at one of them reports? You probably see more lead, <laughs> mercury. <laughs> yeah. uh, name name your contaminant. In a water filter filtration system from a city or municipality, but it's not harmful to you. You can't get everything out. There's more lead in that than there is. Unless you're in Detroit. Unless you're in Detroit, and a lot of that leeches out of lead pipe. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know about
2: how that all goes there, but I'm different. Sorry, but go ahead, Clay. I,
1: I can tell you one thing though on that study that they did with the deer uh, that originated. Actually, that study I believe was done by UND, and then they found out it was being backed by an anti-hunting organization. I don't know if anybody knew that that whole story and premise, and found out that, yeah, the the lead contamination probably. And that's why I mentioned the water thing was more likely coming from the water that mm-hmm. these people supposedly tested high in lead. And I can tell you right now, eating meat shot lead bullets is not gonna give you cancer, and it surely is not gonna kill you, um, if, if you even ingest it at all.
2: You yeah, know, well, I've been eating deer and pheasants shot with lead since I was a kid and my family did, uh, and you know, my family before then. It, it's, I grew up eating this stuff and I ate it all the time. You know, and everybody else I did, what, what surprised me too, Jay, is when that study came out, like, people I knew who actually hunted and, and grew up hunting with that, they, they, like, they believed it, and I was like, hey, you guys, don't, don't you believe your own eyes here? you growing up eating this stuff, and now yeah. you guys are buying into it that it's going to kill you.
0: So yeah, Clay, man. is this primarily out on the eastern uh, coast? I believe Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia—I think is where the refuse are. Is that right? Uh, but, yeah, that's
1: uh, what, that's the ones they listed. I'd want to Minnesota rule, but uh, yeah, most you got Blackwater, Maryland, uh, Chickacock, i can't even pronounce—Virginia, Turnip Neck, Maryland, Ear Pennsylvania, Great Thicket, Massachusetts. Uh, you got a research refuge in Maryland. Uh, you got the Rachel Carmane, and then the Wallops Island Nation. And well, you got
2: Minnesota, the Minnesota Valley National Wildlife Refuge too. They got on here. So,
0: and do you think this is a they, uh, just uh, they're putting a toe in the doorway to do this nationally? Now that they're just going to do it on these uh, federal reserves, uh, uh, what what do you think oh, on that?
1: Wow. Absolutely. I mean, it'll be the beginning once they get their foothold. There's and, and there's a lot of National Wildlife refugees in the state of North Dakota as well as Wyoming. South Dakota and our surrounding states, I can tell you one thing, South Dakota here several years ago passed a non-toxic shot ban or, or uh, use on all public land, and when that happened, it even included the federal land, so if you go to hunt, say, south of me here down in south Dakota, down by the Shade Hill Reservoir, you better not have lead shot in your shotgun, you basically, it's just like hunting waterfall, and that's for upland birds, you know, whether it be... Doves, partridge, grouse, or or pheasants. And uh, I've shot steel. I don't like steel. I prefer tungsten over steel if I'm going to be shooting a non-toxic because it acts more like lead. But that Mm -hmm. was based on nothing. I don't know why South Dakota even got that through. Nobody was watching, I guess, when they passed. So, I mean, you're going to start seeing this. And you've got states like California that have done it statewide already. But this is just a foot in the door. It really is. Mm -hmm.
0: J.D., besides, I was was going to say, JD. J.D., Yeah, go for it. I was going to say that uh, besides the price point of it being more, what about the availability?
2: I mean, honestly, if I go in now, it's available. Your selection of bullets and ammunition is not, it's not as, it's definitely not as widely available as the traditional, you know, lead core, copper jacket ammo. It's, and it, it works just as good, you know, Mike's used it, not because he's afraid of lead, but he he bought some once and tried it, and it's worked good for him, and, you know, they both, uh, a full, a full copper bullet, Jay, it'll expand and go through, it won't shed a lot of its weight, like a a copper cord bullet will go in and expand and and douse all its energy, its Mm -hmm. kinetic energy inside of the animal. Where um, a full copper round will just punch its way through, like it'll expand, but it'll put a hole through. Them. Like if you're worried about, like I would say, a big elk or something. Like if you think you're gonna have to bust through a shoulder or something, like the, um, it's good for that. I mean, like I said, it'll kill it, but I mean, most of the time it'll come out the other side. Where uh, even a soft point bullet, a lot of times will blow up or just a little bit will come out the other side. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. I just don't think we should be forced to, to use it.
1: Mm-hmm. it I, I got sure. a question for Jamie. Do you think that, the, and I've kind of noticed this too, it don't seem like this would come out of your traditional rifle handguns are near susceptible as, as say, shotgun shot as far as uh, what it produces and how it flies and what it does. And I can tell you, I do not like the non-toxic steel in my shotgun shells. Um, they just don't go as far, mm-hmm. and they don't pattern as nice. That's what I, That's the difference I've seen as far as between rifles mm-hmm. versus shells.
2: Shotguns. I've never, I've never even shot steel clay. I don't oh. shoot, hunt waterfowl or geese or anything. No. My buddies who do it, though, I will tell you, almost all of them say they they definitely prefer lead over steel okay. if they could still use it. They, they said yep. it kills better. I mean, because it expands it a little bit and, and you know gets mucked up when it penetrates. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's,
1: that's, that's my, what I know. That's about. my experience too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, JD in Virginia now. Josh Highlander is. Super State game wardens. claims that they trespassed on his property and stole his trail camera without a warrant. Now, should trespassing signs apply to government officials too? Oh, I think 100% it should, unless they have a warrant. Yeah,
2: this guy's wife apparently the opening of of turkey season there in April, something I can't remember the date. Looked out of their window there and hear a guy walking around on their property. All count up and, and he goes out and finds out his trail cameras calls the sheriff. And sheriff says, yeah, they didn't steal it. That was a game of fish. They were all looking for something. They never did say what they were looking for, really. This guy's got an attorney hired, and, and um, you know, he's, he's going to court with them. He said, it's not, about, it's not about the money. It's about the principal. <laughs> they got too much power. Just come on the land without, you know, they didn't even have a reason. They wouldn't give them one. They just, uh, and, you know, that happened last year. Jay, up on our property, my uncle shot a, Shot himself a dandy of a buck, and he had it on social media, and I posted it, of course, on, on our guns in the 701 social media. And um, last week of deer season, he's out on the farm doing something, and somebody pulls in the yard, here, it's a game ward, and just say uh, hey, I heard you got a buck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I bet I did. Or uh, well, you got it. And he goes, what do you mean, where do I got it? He goes, you got a tag on it? He goes, yeah, it's at the meat shop in Buell. Why don't you go check on it yourself? I mean, I think that's, I think that's harassment. Jay, you just pull on somebody's yeah. land and start like you're guilty already.
0: Yeah, I, I don't exactly. like
2: that. I like what this guy's doing. And there's yep. some states that have protections like that, right? Clay, in North Dakota. We we tried to pass one years ago, but they wouldn't pass.
1: No, yeah. North Dakota has open fields doctrine. Unfortunately, still uh, pretty much your your dwelling. And I forget was it a hundred from it, maybe even fifty. It's not very much land. So essentially, if you if you have outbuildings, say your garage or your shop is beyond mm-hmm. your dwelling, they can go search that. Uh, now. A sheriff can't, um, heck, a federal marshal can't, but a game warden can and that's got to change. Um, yep. South Dakota fortunately got rid of open field doctrine. Uh, that was a big thing down there. They formed South Dakota Lockout and then pretty much locked up the entire western part of South Dakota from hunting till, the, till it changed. And it took a governor change uh, when Rhino Rounds was finally out and went to Congress and Christy <laughs> Noem was elected. And she got rid of that doctrine, which was a really a good thing. We need to see the same thing here. And I, I, I'm i pretty sure Governor Burgum could get behind it, but he won't. Um, he, and Game and Fish is adamantly against it. They mm-hmm. love having that power. And one mm-hmm. thing I noticed in this Virginia case, if I was this guy's lawyer, my first question would be like, if you guys weren't trying to be sneaky and you seriously, truly are trespassing, why were you fully cameled up? I would right. think during the first day of, of a hunting season like this happened on, wouldn't you want to have your full orange on so you don't get shot mm-hmm. as a game yeah. ward?
2: Clay, what happened if you come out without your orange on and they caught you?
1: Oh, you know what <laughs> they would do. Yeah. You know what they do. Well, I don't know if they may could do it out there for for like turkey hunting thing. You know, like down here they don't. Yeah, for pheasant you don't have. You know, Clay. Here's what I
2: think happened. Yeah. They they would. We're snooping around on his gut for something, and they seen his camera, and they just took it because they didn't want to get just, busted on his cameras. What happened? That's, that's a, what I think. That's and, that's what was,
1: and that's where the case is different. A lot of the cases that have come before courts on this particular uh, open field doctrine, because a lot of states have this policy, it just it amazes me. And it goes back li- literally a hundred years in a lot of places that he they actually stole property. That's personal property on his personal mm-hmm. uh, acreage. So now you have theft, and it's theft of an item, and it does go against not just a warrantless search, but seizure. They had absolutely no reason or reasonable suspicion to take this gentleman's camera. So I, I'm going to be following this case, because I think it can be a precedent-setting case, honestly. Yeah, he, like I
2: said, he's not going for money. He said he wants to be reimbursed $1. for the for $1, and then he wants the court $1. costs um, reimbursed, and he wants his camera back, and um, <laughs> he said he wants to permanent, permanently prohibit wildlife officials from Searching privately, you know, without a warrant, he doesn't want that happen because property property rights is the main reason he's doing this. And I agree Absolutely. with the guy. I, you know, I, I'm not um, I'm not like anti game and fish. Agree with yeah. Clayton, they they have way too much power. Way too, way much. too much power for that stuff.
0: Yeah, you know. Uh, so North Dakota, same thing. Limitless power. Uh, game and fish can just wander onto your property yep. and take whatever yep. they want if they need to, huh? Yep.
1: Well, I I know that they can absolutely come on your property if they have reasonable suspicion, reasonable, and that that's your problem there. Who'd, yeah. Um, you know, if you catch them on there and, and you want to go to court and spend probably ten grand taking them to court, you probably can win a case. Um, mm-hmm. But who's gonna do that? They usually let it go, and, and they know this. Um, I went into it with a game warden. that was parked on our property for no reason, and uh, let's just say that she left. <laughs> i wasn't gonna put up with that yeah
2: either. and like i said jay i talked to officially the game and fish about this incident with my uncle and and he's like wow well, you know that people tell them you know they get tips and then they go they get oh, they yeah. have to go and i'm like yeah and then you guys should get a warrant for that instead of somebody's private property you know my uncle's 72 year old 73 actually he was 72 then you guys a vietnam veteran um, yeah he was a mayor be, of the town for countless years. I mean, so this guy's a, a crook now for whatever reason or he's breaking, I, I think that's ridiculous.
1: The the warrantless trespassing and or seizure on, on people's private yeah. property under open doctrines is equivalent to me of a red flag law. I the going say method. that Clayton. You, yeah, you just, you, you have no reason. It might be a tip from someone who hates you. I mean, yeah. there is that. There's people that are neighbors, unfortunately, that don't get along and yeah. they might call and say, hey, I think my neighbor over there poached a deer. You should go check it out. And that would be enough in North Dakota for a game warden to pay you a visit. And yeah. it's a bunch of crap. I want to see proof. And if you want to do it, if there's enough evidence, that's what the whole warrant's about. You go before a judge with the evidence, and then they will issue or not issue it. And if you're, you're going to give a tip, and balance of our judicial system.
2: If you give a tip and they come um, crawling up behind end and it's not true, then I think the person who did the tip should have to pay a fine. There, there's a good idea. Hey, we need to lobby for that next yeah. session. Yeah, everybody's supposed go. to be accountable. Then I want the person who's accusing you to being accountable
0: as well. Absolutely. Yep. We're making laws today, gentlemen. We're making new <laughs> laws today. <laughs> we're going to be better off for it, Jake. <laughs> That's right. Uh, recently, the current administration has uh, been called out on some false uh, allegations and claims. Uh, what are these statements that uh, were made, uh, uh, Clay?
1: Well, they, they got six of them. What I was really shocked is that CNN did this. I mean, CNN not exactly friendly to the Constitution or the Second Amendment. And uh, basically, the first one they attacked on was Biden's assertion of his son, Bo, who we all know passed away from cancer, not in the Iraq War. Another false statement by Biden Mm -hmm. that he's been saying, but said that he was one of the first to enforce a red flag law in, in Delaware when he's attorney general. Well, the nice thing about that is he served from 07 to 2015. Delaware Delaware didn't have a red flag that point. So, you know, again, this isn't hard with Biden. He does this all the time. And that was called you know, that was a false claim. And for CNN to point it out, that's probably the bigger news story is that they actually are the ones that are are kind of throwing him under the bus. Sure. Uh, the next couple of them is an AR pistol stabilizer brace. Well, Biden claims that it transforms a pistol into well okay that that basically is gonna make it easier to shoot and it's gonna so, he's he meaning gun bullet. like he meant
2: makes it a rifle is that because he's turned it into a I, gun a pistols a gun I, I saw well that
1: and that's exactly right. right a pistols already a gun and I uh, he probably meant rifle even though it's a false statement too because Biden <laughs> doesn't know anything about firearms but then he makes the NUX claim that it makes it, it makes it into a higher caliber bullet huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, a .223 <laughs> is always going to be a 0. .224 bullet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, again, a guy who doesn't understand. He knows not what he's talking about. You can't change the caliber of the bullet. The bullet, unless you shoot yeah, it, it might true. lose a little lead after it expands and maybe do a different caliber.
2: But. Yeah, you you can strap your AR-15 to the side of a cannon. It's still a, an AR-15 it's that shoots two twenty three bullets. But yeah, yeah. okay, go ahead, Clayton. I just got a couple more here that are some doozies.
1: Yeah, well, and then they, they basically go on on this fourth false claim that he asserted that gun manufacturers are the only industry in America you can't sue. And now I've I've run into basically people, pretty prominent Second Amendment defenders, and they thought that too. And, of course, we just talked about this on our show on 7 on our Wednesday stream about the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Firearms mm-hmm. Act, which does shelter all firearm manufacturers. From being sued for murders, killings, whatever it might be, accidents due to using it in the wrong way or unlawfully, mm-hmm. but it does not protect them from a manufacturing default injury. That's the same as it would be with most uh, items out there and things sold. And I think it was funny that CNN actually pointed this out that we already have that. The big one is the China virus shot. The pharmaceuticals got completely and total liability uh coverage basically they're not for any adverse effects of that shot nor are the people who give it sell it or administer it that's pretty significant when you look at something like that that could potentially harm somebody because they took the product because we didn't know anything about it then i'm gonna let jamie uh, wrap up yeah well, and
2: i get the kick out of this one the nra can't be sued i mean i think pretty Pretty much anybody who doesn't even <laughs> care about yeah. guns or anything, those um, Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, is suing the NRA. That's been going on for a couple of years now. They, they, they thought they were going to bury the NRA, but uh, it's not really working for them. So, Joe, yeah, they're being sued right now. You can sue them. <laughs>
1: and then, yeah. And then, In fact, yeah, they have zero protections. Yeah. Firearm manufacturers have better protections than a yeah, than than the private nonprofit organization of any kind. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so his last claim there that, that uh, CNN debunked for us uh, got a California fundraiser. He said the Second Amendment doesn't own any weapon, and it says there are certain weapons you just can't own. You can't own a machine gun. <laughs> I, I can read the Second Amendment for you. It doesn't say anything like that whatsoever. You can own a machine gun. They're, they're very expensive. You can get. You can just pass your background check and get your class three. You can own if you got the money. You can own all kinds of machine guns if you want to pay for them. <laughs> well, <they're laughs> like he
1: says,
2: own. Right, and you can buy a cannon. Um, Clay, you and I know people who own cannons for that matter. You can buy a cannon right now, you can buy a tank yep. if you want. I this some the yeah. guy just yeah. says stuff. I'm really glad CNN did this because a lot of news outlets will cover for the guy and they call him out on it. As far yes. as uh, no right being, um, uh, what's the word he used there, Clay? No constitutional protection is absolute. Well, somebody yeah. should ask. And so like uh, the amendment, the right to vote, just some people can exactly. vote yet yeah, and some can't because no no right's absolute, right, Joe? No, no, no. That's no. what it says. Everybody's right to be a citizen. That's what it means. Every person is a citizen.
1: And that's what's been happening. They they kept saying that it does. It isn't absolute. I mean, Obama said that. Said that it isn't absolute. That was their big thing on the second. I and mean, although it seemed like the other ones were absolute, that one that was okay, <laughs> not ours. And working is good anymore. And I think that's why you see Newsom and it's a lot of liberals now are getting on the bandwagon. Let's have the 28th Amendment, which mm-hmm. we covered that here a while back. It isn't going to pass because they ain't going mm-hmm. the to get two thirds of the legislature to ratify <laughs> it. I don't think they got two thirds to ratify it. That's what it is. Yeah,
2: I don't either. Clay, not, not yet. And I hope it never not gets yet. to that point because if it does, we're <laughs> definitely, we, we're not going to have a country.
1: No, it'll be bad. Yeah, it'll be bad.
0: Well, here is uh, something that uh, I was surprised to see, JD, when you sent it. Uh, crossbow sales now are really heating up in the state of Minnesota after a legislation change. What is the new? Uh, well, what's new in the land of ten thousand lakes? So now, for anybody who wants
2: to archery hunt, it's now legal for them to, to buy a crossbow and use a crossbow. I kind of got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, i found the headline kind of funny jay because it said heating up a little but if you read the article some of these yeah. guys are like yeah we used to sell like one crossbow a week and now we're selling one a day and you know and of course it goes through the whole thing with a lot of i mean been, i've been going back and forth with people on years about the crossbows and it's kind of like hunting with a bolt rifle in 15. um people who not all bow hunters but a lot of them think they're real purist hunters and if you use a crossbow you're cheating and I, I have a crossbow jay i have a, I have a license for it i've got two deer with it and like people think you can shoot super far with them and you can shoot a little farther but as far as like you still have to have the deer where you have to have the deer there right you have to mm-hmm. be in a place where there's deer and you have to have access to that land to hunt and I've I've shot with my buddies with with regular with a compound was Jay. They'll hit the target at 100 yards. I've never shot a target at 100 yards, and they can do it. I mean, could I do it if I practice more? Probably. Do I? No. I. Uh, the one I got one was at 20 yards, and the other one was 35. Um, huge meal deer. I missed them at 60, and I actually forgot my cocking rope, which you need for a lot. I had to do with my fingers. My fingers hurt after doing it, but then I missed them again. So it's not automatic. People think just because you got a crossbow, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna wipe out a deer. It's just gonna be super easy. It's not. um, Like I said, you have to have access to land, anyways. A lot of people probably buy and then they'll never use the things. Or people think the population's gonna get wiped out because everybody's gonna fill your tag. Not true, Jay. One thing I did notice, Michael. Um, one of the guys, the technicians at the bow shop, said a lot of people don't know this, but you have to actually get your strings redone probably at two or three hundred shots, because there is a lot of power behind them. And I didn't know that, so maybe <laughs> I should maybe take mine. And I, I probably got close to two, three hundred because it's fun to target shoot. But yeah, and then of course you get the people. And There's a guy in the story talking about, uh, like I just said, they don't think it's real hunting, and you need you need just to get out there with your vertical bow. I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. With that kind of attitude about something, yeah. I think it's bunk. But uh, that's my opinion. So,
0: Clay, why why the change now to allowing uh, users to uh, to use, I guess, uh, crossbows? What uh, what has changed? And, and JD, how long have you had your crossbow? Since twenty eleven, the first year I got it,
2: and that was the first year I got a whitetail buck. Never stuck another deer for like eight years, and I could do it every year, honestly, on our property. I could I don't.
0: Clay, why yeah. the change now?
1: Well, I think uh, for starters, in my opinion, uh, there's a lot more interest in hunting. Um, looking at it as another season. And I imagine it's, and I didn't read the, the article about that part of it, but uh, my opi- I've had an opinion on this for a long time. We talked about it on the show, uh, Jamie and I have. But yeah. I think that, it, that people look at it and go, wait. So you got the people who think that, you know, you have people in the archery world that think that people shouldn't be using compound bows. Because they have an advantage. And to me, Mm I would call the more people out there, the better. And I imagine, too, just uh, with with visiting with people strictly archery hunt, they don't want to see their their season that they've carved out getting more populated, Mm -hmm. getting more people out there because it'll make it now for them to get a tag if that happened. I guarantee we could allow that here in North Dakota. You'll probably see more people go after that archery tag. Which to me isn't the whole idea of hunting seasons about management, the management tool. And I think we've lost sight of that. So I mean maybe that plays into this. Get more people out there, you can harvest more in the archery season. And I think that's a good thing. Introduce people to it more rather than just those that may like me, I got a bad shoulder. I know Jamie does too, who and we're we're allowed to use them but I don't have an issue with it and jamie and i and a few others did some testing on this already yeah we um, never did
2: get that video up yet i still did. have we it need
1: though to, need to get that up there yeah. and talk about it because it's really not a big advantage you still have to be proficient with that mm-hmm. tool
2: mm-hmm. so i real real quick jay this guy marty stubbs down 69 year old he owns archery headquarters mr here's what he says to me it's not an archery weapon um, you know what that is to me, we got people, Clay and I call FUDs, who think you only need both action rifles and, and double-barrel shotguns. This guy's FUD of the archery world. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad attitude to have.
1: I mean, we got people right now that literally think we should not allow semi-autos, not just ARs, semi-autos yeah. as a whole, to be used to hunt with. So, I mean, you've got everybody within our hunting community. You've got these little factions that, sure. for whatever reason... They don't like technology that's going oh. to advance you actually making a good, clean harvest on your game. And to me, that should always be the point. A you good, bet. Yeah. Clean harvest.
2: 100%. <laughs>
0: well, gentlemen, uh, the half hour breeze by just like that. Yeah, that was fun, got, Jay. Yeah, guns in the 701 coming up Wednesday night live. What do you got planned for us?
1: Well, I oh. think we're going to try to get one guest on, aren't we, Jamie? Morning, guy, yeah. I think
2: we're going to yeah. try and get our, our friend Andy Elliott on. For from uh from uh Blade, Ray and argue we're gonna do that and i don't know if andy's gonna maybe be on for half hour an hour and then of course on friday at eight forty a.m central we're gonna be on with todd mitchell mitchell in the morning KFYR 550 a.m radio
1: and all, course, all right i don't want to forget to download that from the iheart app uh i tell you right now that's the easiest way to get uh, the podcast of, of any of our shows including uh mm-hmm. right here uh, in the crosshairs with jd hosted by jay dillon
0: Excellent, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we are going to be off next Monday celebrating the Independence uh, Day holiday. Well, hey. I'll be looking for uh, the biggest bottle rockets and firecrackers I can find <laughs> hands on. So, All right, buddy. I'm going wanna... to some tracer off somewhere. I there
1: we go. There we go.
0: Well, I want to wish you guys a happy Independence Day. Be safe out there. Have yourself some fun, and we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. Okay, guys?
2: You bet, Jay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Absolutely. It
1: and guys, happy in the play and keep your powder dry, guys.
0: All are. right. Thank you so much.